Hey guys, before we start this week's episode, we just wanted to say some things about everything that's been happening in the news and in the world around us. We are outraged for George Floyd. We are outraged for Breonna Taylor. We are outraged for Tatiana Jefferson. We are outraged for every single life unjustly taken by the systematic racism that plagues our country, and we wish to be allies for our brothers and sisters of color. One of the ways we're working to achieve this is by using our privilege and our platform to lift up the voices of those who have been underrepresented for too long. In the show notes for this episode, we will be providing a list of podcasts that support people of color, as well as resources for how to support the Black Lives Matter movement in tangible ways. We are in this together. Enjoy the episode. to the tales we tell a podcast about spooky stories unsolved mysteries and local lore i'm your host hannah parch and i'm katie welcome to the show (laughs) and welcome back to my house katie it's such a lovely house indeed thank you i i still am really loving how we've you know set up this it's like a cozy casual it is but kind of like a fancy lounge that's the vibe i'm going for yep just like Lots of old stuff. We have our really old painting. The old rug. Old rug. Secondhand chairs. Secondhand chairs. Uh, old but then blanket. Also, the soundproofing on the wall that purrs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our ghost uh, canvas, which I don't know if I mentioned. I met Chris, the guy who Sweet. did the ghost thing. Um, I met him last weekend. Very and cool thank Tim again in person um any updates this week other than the ones we just talked about off mic slash <laughs> in the part that we're gonna cut out <laughs> no just you know making it through the week it's yep. a Thursday coming Oof. off of a holiday weekend and Oof. for some reason the weeks after a holiday weekend even if it's one day shorter just mm-hmm. feels longer they and do. just grueling mm. Also, we have started recording on Thursdays because of our group trivia that we do on Wednesdays, which means that now we have two days in a row where we're obligated to be social and, like, semi-peppy after work. Yeah. It was a struggle for me last night. (laughs) Especially towards the end of trivia. A little bit of a struggle for me. I think there were too many people on, like, different videos and nobody would mute themselves you gotta mute yourself plus we were eating dinner and by the end of dinner was also kind of the end of trivia and we had this huge delicious filling meal that i'm just like i'm tired i'm done with everything (laughs) my (laughs) son was we can do one more category (laughs) if you want but i would have to get every single one wrong and second place would have to get every single one right just to tie like just Let's call it. For the record, my team was in second place and yeah. Katie's team was in first place. And Katie did win as per usual. I will say I carried my team, though, in the 90s cartoons category. I don't know why the two other people also born in the... Mario was born in, like, the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. the early 80s. And he didn't know any of them. That was atrocious. I know. I felt really proud. 
With the exception, I think, of the Rugrats question, I think most of them were mid to later 80s, too. Like, the Wild Thornberries one. Yeah. Rocco's Modern Life was early, but... They didn't know what shape Hey Arnold's head was. So, you know how, (laughs) with the last time you hosted, Uh and for all of the Harry Potter questions, Mm -hmm. I sent my answer, and then I sent (laughs) my answer as a gif. Yes. I love that. I started doing the same thing for Stephanie. (laughs) And so I actually found a gif of Helga saying, hey, football. Oh, my gosh. I meant to text Stephanie. Sorry to include all of our personal (laughs) stuff. Um, This is sort of relevant. I meant to text her about my newfound love of uh, jumpsuits. Because Stephanie wears a jumpsuit like no other. And I got my jumpsuit from Stitch Fix, hopefully a future sponsor. <laughs> and I also am going to point out I am wearing a third love bra, also hopefully a future sponsor. I use both of those services because I've heard them on podcasts. So, and they work great. <sighs> okay, anyways. Um, what are our socials, Katie? We have... <laughs> A Facebook and Instagram where the Tales We Tell podcast. Yes. On the Twitter, we are Tales We Tell Pod. Correct. However, we are most active on our Instagram. Instagram. Uh, pretty much, we post there and just share it to Facebook yep. and the Twitter. Um, but we also we love. I mean, we get a lot of messages from our listeners, and yes. we love it. We do. Please so message keep, us. Keep chatting with yes. us. Yes, I love it. Um. I feel like I had an a-, a lead in to this, but I don't. Um, okay, so well, what what was our category today? Is it a crime? A you know, kind of a, a spooky mystery, an urban legend? What are we What are we right. looking at? So this is a crime. Sweet, Jarek. When I proposed this topic to him, he said no because he told me that I was getting too off topic because I originally said I didn't want us to do too much true crime. We've done, what, two? We've done, if you count Ketty. Yeah, well, I count Ketty as one. Right. it's one story. And we did Albert Fish. Albert Fish and then and Robert then, Brown. Yeah, so we've done three. Yeah. I, I don't know. Even though, like, yes, Albert Fish was definitely, like, a lot of crimes, mm-hmm. it was also just, like a, I mean, he was the real-life boogeyman. He was. And so, I mean, just eerie and creepy to know that this person existed and did yeah. all these things. Well, I picked this one because it was intriguing. I had never heard of it, and I felt like I should have, and I almost texted you this week to see if you had heard of it, and then I was like, then it won't be a surprise. So, And I like the surprises. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of... Oh, there's also a lot of French in this one, oh, so cool. you get to help. Uh, the... Pepin sisters. No, okay. Katie shrugged, which means no. Okay. I will jump... Was, was there an episode of Forensic Files? Cause no. This no, happened no, I in might not know it. the 1930s. Mm. Um, and the reason it intrigued me is... Have you seen the movie Parasite? I have not. Okay. Uh, neither have I. I've read the Wikipedia synopsis. Um... If you don't know, Parasite was the Academy Award winner for Best Picture um, this year, or last, whatever. The most recent Academy Awards. 2018 or 2019? 2019. 2019. It won Best Picture. Um, It is about a working class family in Korea who schemes to become employed by a wealthy family. And it 
highlights the contrast between the social classes and also I just wrote some murder happens as a result. <laughs> um, just a touch of the murder. Just a little bit of murder. Uh, it was very confusing. I assume it's easier to keep track of when you're watching the movie, but when you're reading just a bunch of Korean names that you're not familiar with oh, yeah. and as a bunch of characters that you're not familiar with, it's hard to keep track of who's getting murdered and doing the murdering, so. Well, I'm sure even if my husband was watching it, he'd still ask me the whole time, who is this? <laughs> What's happening? Who's that person? I thought this person did this. <laughs> no, that's the other person. Yep. And my husband would come in two-thirds of the way through and say, so what's going on? Why are they doing that? <laughs> and expect me to catch them up on two-thirds of the movie. No, no. We're not, we're not doing this. <sighs> so the movie Parasite was partly inspired by the Pappen sisters. And I did look up how to say their name in French, and I think I'm doing the best job I can. Can I see? Or you yes. Spill? It's P-A-P-I-N. Yeah, I'd go with Pappen. Great. Um, Papin, 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 whatever. Um, so the sisters were Christine, who was the older one. She was born in 1905. Pronounced that one right. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I might be saying this wrong. I've been calling her Leah. It's L-E-A. And I'm pretty sure there's an accent on something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'd be, it'd be Leah. Great. Or Lee. We're going with Leah because that's what I've been saying. I like it. Um, so Christine's older. She was born in 1905. Leah was born in 1911. So there's a six year age difference. They were both born in Le Mans, France. Sure. Uh, that's not important. Their parents were, uh, Clements and Gustav. And this is a little background. So, you know, what a great family they come from. Oh my. <laughs> While the two were dating Clem- Clements and Gustav, there were rumors that uh, Clements was having an affair with her employer. Ooh la la. I know. And she became pregnant. There's not any implications that it was by her employer, but she became pregnant while they were dating. So Gustav married her. They had their first daughter, who was Amelia, who does not is not in the story. Um, okay, because I was, at first, I was like, oh, God, did she <laughs> There's that? a third one. Um, and... Let's see. Oh, Gustav suspected that Clemens was still sleeping with her employer, so he took a job in another city, and he was like, I'm moving my family. And Clemens was like, like hell you are. She said she'd rather die than move. Wow. <laughs> so uh, their marriage began to deteriorate from there. Yeah, I feel uh, like there might have been some serious cracks even before that. Probably not built on the best foundation, but... No, yeah. no. Uh, Gustav became an alcoholic, and later it was revealed that he had uh, at least one time sexually abused Amelia, who later became a nun. So, not great to start. No, and, I don't know, I guess the whole, maybe she's my daughter, maybe she's not. Yeah. I'm gonna take my anger and frustrations out on her potential actual parents. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Oh, nor am I. Um, Christine, okay, so that's the background. This is the family that the the two other girls were born into. Off to just a stellar start. Great. Yep. Uh, so Christine was born March 8th of 1905. She, when she was born, her, her parents were not in a position to take care of her. So she was raised by her paternal aunt and uncle until she was seven. 
And then when she was seven, she went to a Catholic orphanage and it said she received the calling to become a nun. I guess that's a thing. But her mother, Clements, forbade this and decided that she should find employment as a maid instead. So her first daughter was allowed to become a nun. Yes. Also, you said she lived with the aunt and uncle until she was seven. Yes. But she's only six years older than Leah. Yes. So what was Leah doing during this time? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Leah was born September 15th, 1911. Uh, she was sent to be raised by her maternal uncle. So different uncle. Um, he died at some point. It was unclear when. And so she got sent to the Catholic orphanage also until the age of 15 when she, I guess, was old enough to also be a maid. So... That's what they were doing. All right. Um, they, okay, let's see. Christine was described as hardworking and a good cook, but she could be insubordinate. And Leah was quiet but obedient, and she was considered less intelligent than Christine. And they kind of later talk about how Leah was just like a meek Christine was kind of a domineering personality, and so she kind of took over for the two of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they worked often together um, in various homes around Le Mans. I mean, it sounds like a good team, you know? Like, one of them is, you know, a good worker and Mm -hmm. smart, but, you know... might have a trouble keeping her (laughs) mouth shut. Right. While the other one will probably balance that out and be like, no, 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 shut up. Yes. Don't talk back. Just do what they say. They actually had a reputation for being like really good maids, like Mm. very hardworking, like did their jobs, just kind of, I guess, did whatever you want a maid to do. Um, Clean, I guess. Um, So they tried to work together as much as they possibly could. And... Wouldn't you know it, in 1926, they find a live-in position, the two of them, as maids for the Lancelin family. Um, so at this point, Christine's 21 and Leah is 15. So I guess this is right at the beginning of her working career. Did I say that right? Right, 1926? She was born in... Yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was doing the math. Also, I was just kind of daydreaming a little bit because I'm a little <laughs> bit disappointed that you said the other family's name and not the Lancelot. Oh, well, uh, my phone did autocorrect it to Lancelot when I was doing the captions for the pictures, and I almost didn't catch it. (laughs) But it's spelled Lancelin, like with L-I-N at the end. Okay. Anyways. I mean, I believe you. I'm just saying I'm a little disappointed. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll try better. Um, You can hear the ways I've been pronouncing these names in my head. Uh, So the Lancelin family consisted of Renee... The father slash husband. He was a retired lawyer. Leonie, who's the wife, and Genevieve, who is their, I guess, grown daughter. And they had another daughter that they don't name, and they said she was married and doing her own thing. So, um, Christine and Leah are working for them. Uh, it just said some years later. So after they had been working for some time, uh, Leonie, the mom, developed depression and took out her frustrations on the girls, which often would manifest in physical and verbal abuse. Um, they also noted um, there was an article on All That's Interesting, 
which is a great source, by the way. I've gotten a lot of stuff from them. Uh, they mentioned that the sisters never spoke to Renee, so like the head of the house. They never spoke to him in the entire seven years that they worked for him. And that Leonie only communicated with them through written directions. And she also, I know, like, that seems really weird. It also seems more. They live there, too. Yeah. How is that more trouble than it's worth to be like, you have to write out everything you want to say to the maid? Well, I guess they're so far beneath you that you can't even (laughs) deign to speak to them. And also, I don't know what. I suffer from depression, and when mm-hmm. I'm having some of my really bad bouts, mm-hmm. I don't have the energy to yell I know. at or be physically aggressive. No, I'm like, what kind anyone? of depression does she have, and how can I change? How can I exchange mine? It sounds like she just has a case of being a bitch. Yeah, maybe it was um, like in the 30s. Maybe it was like hysteria, where they just called everything the one thing. <laughs> maybe it was menopause. Oh, there you go. Could be. Um, uh, the other thing about Leonie is that she demanded perfection and she would often do white glove tests after the girls, which if you don't know is where you put on a white glove and you run your finger over the furniture or whatever to see if there's any dust or dirt left over. My house would fail that test miserably. So would mine. Um, and I, I do dust regularly. I'm pretty good about dusting, but my house is 120 years old. Yeah. So it It produces dust. It just makes its own dust. It secretes dust. If you will. A few more years, it probably will be dust. (laughs) Oh no. No. Let's hope not. Hey, it's withstood a hundred plus years just of living and hurricanes and stuff. So It'll, it'll live for a little while longer, yeah. I'd say. You're probably fine. Um, okay, so this is the setting. The girls are in this awful house. So I would invite our dear listeners, gentle listeners. <laughs> yes, gentle listeners. Uh, imagine you're, I don't know, if you've ever worked for someone or a job that you didn't love. I don't know, imagine like your worst employer, right? So Which one? I, mm, I don't know. Mine was the hotel. I hated working at the hotel. I think we covered that last time. By the way, my sister was very disappointed last week that I didn't talk about the sketchy motel that me and her stayed in a hundred years ago in middle of nowhere, Indiana for a funeral because we didn't want to stay with family. (laughs) But also couldn't afford like, but couldn't. Yeah. A a nice hotel. She says, I don't remember this. She says we picked it because it was next to a waffle house, but then it turned out to not be a real waffle house and only took cash. So we couldn't go there. Okay, I mean, back when I was <laughs> in apartments with a roommate, uh-huh. uh, we moved from one apartment to another, and we specifically chose that because it was in close proximity to a Waffle House and a Crystal. Oh, okay. And when we started looking for another apartment, we found one that we liked, but there was no Waffle House or Crystal nearby, so we did not move there. What's a Crystal? Kind of like a White Castle, but in oh, a Oh, okay, cool. A little mini square burgers. They're delicious, oh. and I want one now. Oh, sorry. You can have wine. Huzzah. <laughs> I've been watching The Great on Hulu, and oh. so everything is huzzah all oh, the time. Oh, I've heard good things about that. On podcasts. It's, I don't know who does it. Someone, there's a podcast I listen to that are sponsored by them. Um, okay. So think of, yeah, th- just think of your worst employer, and this is 
although those are the only things that they pointed out was that like uh, Leonie was a perfectionist and they were kind of talked down to the girls and that she could... They wouldn't talk to them at all. Oh, sorry. They could... Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> patronize she would, them. She would write down to them. Yeah. Silently patronize them, I guess. I can just imagine this really like straight-laced, stiff-backed woman sitting at this fancy desk like looking at the two girls and, and writing, writing something just like and shoving the paper towards yeah. them for them to read it i'm thinking scathing things about you <laughs> wretched girls oh, clean this wash the dishes just this and i better not <laughs> see a speck of dust yep and then just shove the note mm. yeah okay so uh sorry that was my ankle popping we are on february 2nd 1933 so Renee is supposed to meet his wife and daughter for dinner at a friend's house on this evening. And Leonie and Genevieve were out shopping. And the plan was they were going to go straight to the friend's house for dinner. So, meanwhile, um, Christine and Leah are at home. They're doing their chores. They're running errands. One of their errands that they had to run was picking up the iron from the repair shop. You know the iron repair shop that you take your iron to when it's broken? Oh, uh, Gaglioni's is the only person I will take my iron to. Okay, well, (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Anyways, um, so they picked up the iron, and when they brought it home to use it, they plugged it in, and it was apparently still broken. They didn't have a reliable iron guy. And so they plugged it in, and they... They didn't go to Gaglioni's. They should have gone to Gaglioni's next time. Could have prevented this whole thing. Um, yeah, but then we'll, what would we talk about? That's true. And who would, what movie would win Best Picture? I know. Exactly. Um, so they plug it in and it blows a fuse. So like all the power goes out. So the girls think to themselves, well, the family isn't coming back until late tonight. Mm-hmm. We will fix this tomorrow. Like we're just going to f- We'll have finish. candles out when they come in. Yeah. Like, I mean, which makes sense to me. If something happens, I'd be like, uh, I don't have time to sit and figure this out. Like, I'm going to finish all my stuff and I'll deal with this later. If yeah. I can finish do... your chores while it's still light enough outside yeah. so you can see what you're doing. Exactly. Also, I'm pretty sure that in their maid training, they didn't get any kind of electrician training mm-hmm. as well. Probably not. Yeah. I hardly know how to fix a blown fuse. I do know where my fuse box is, though. Yeah. Uh, so what they weren't counting on is that Leonie and Genevieve, uh, decided to stop home before going to dinner. So they come home, they find the lights out. They're like, what's going on? They wrote down, I guess, what's going on. And, um, Christine and Leah told them what happened. Well, apparently this triggered Leonie's weird, violent depression and she became enraged and attacked both of the sisters or I guess she just attacked Christine. I found varying accounts. She became violent. So, this is what happened next. Um, By whose account? uh, The daughter or one of the sisters? I think it's the police report. Oh, cool. So, Christine smashed a pewter jug into Leonie's head, presumably in self-defense. Like, she said she was coming at me, so I smashed her in the head. Knock her out, slow her down. Yeah. So Genevieve, the daughter, she comes to her mom's defense and starts attacking Christine. 
I guess. Sounds like crazy runs in this family. (laughs) So Christine allegedly yelled at this point, I'm going to massacre them. Red flag. So Leah rushes downstairs. I mean, I know back in the day people talked with a little bit more poetry (laughs) and everything, um, but I doubt that. I mean, maybe what she said is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. But then in court, she was like trying to clean it up a little bit. Which massacre maybe isn't better than... I also feel like she wouldn't claim to have said that. She would probably... If I were me, I would not have... Uh, I would have not have admitted that I said anything. That's true. Or I would have been like, please don't kill me or stop. Ah, I don't want to yeah. hurt you. I said, ah, don't kill me. Yeah. And then <laughs> she I was coming after me and I said, please stop. Don't make me hurt you. Yeah. Like that sounds better than I'm going I'm to going massacre. I'm going to massacre. Yeah. So I don't know who, whose account that is. Um, okay. So. I bet it's that bitch Genevieve. <laughs> well, uh. uh so, that noise <laughs> makes me think that Genevieve done did. Ooh, okay, so Leah rushes down from the attic, which I think is where their bedroom was, and she starts attacking um, Leone, the mom. So Christine's holding her own, I guess, against Genevieve. So it's an all-out brawl yeah, at this point. It's a, uh, what is it, dynasty? Dynasty-style <laughs> fight? <laughs> Until just now, because... Uh, Leah... Except no drinks were thrown. True. Um, <laughs> also, uh, in Dynasty, I'm pretty sure they didn't gouge each other's eyes out, because that's what Leah did. Well, nobody wants to get, you know, eye guts on their nails. That's true. Um, so Leah comes down, she attacks Leonie, gouges her eyes out with her fingers, and it says Christine told her to... This is, again, allegedly, Christine said, quote, smash her head into the ground and tear her eyes out. So she did. Um, Christine, meanwhile, gouged out the eyes of Genevieve. So eye gouging, which I have to imagine is not easy. I know I'm the one who works. I think that takes conviction to really do that. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to ask my doctor boss tomorrow. How easy it is to gouge out eyes. He's going to start to worry about you, I he think. He knows what I do. <laughs> um, okay, so the eyes are, have left the body. So you... Th- Wait, sorry. Oh, yes. You should ask him after a particularly difficult patient. <laughs> I should. Oh, I'm thinking through our schedule tomorrow. <laughs> I, I'm pretty... Oh, mm-hmm. God, there's at least three of them. Okay, so... <laughs> Alright, so the eyes are out, they're on the floor. Yes, eyes are gone. It's gonna be a pain in the butt to clean up later. You would think, okay, now's our chance to escape. No, no, no. Christine goes down. Oh, it's on. Fire is lit. Christine goes down to the kitchen. She finds a knife and, for some reason, a hammer in the kitchen. I don't know why. Maybe it's a meat tenderizer. Oh, smart. Um, So they go back and they continue attacking Leonie and Genevieve, who are at this point basically helpless because they don't have eyes and are probably writhing in pain yes i mean but i i don't know i guess in christine's sort of defense (laughs) of going to the kitchen to get these weapons Mm -hmm. i mean she did apparently say i'm going to massacre them and like true she's just following through yeah she got a good start with the whole eye gouging Mm -hmm. because you know i feel like a massacre it's got to be real gory like yeah yeah overkill oh just wait i have a picture for this uh (laughs) 
So, um... A lone eyeball on the floor. Uh, not quite. It is 1933, <laughs> so... Meh. So, um, they get another heavy pewter pitcher, and they use that to beat the women in the head, um, and they're also stabbing them and hammering them. Um, most... Tinderizing. Tinder... Sorry, tinderizing. Um, most of the attacks were targeted at just their heads, um, but once they were done, they took their knives and, for whatever reason, cut up their buttocks and thighs and possibly mutilated their genitals. And then this other part, I only saw one place. I don't know what the quote is from, and I have no idea why they would do this, but th- it said they, quote, basted Leone with her daughter's menstruation blood. So, so they also got a baster out of the kitchen. I know that you gave us a nice, you know, little background overview, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure there's some important facts and details of their childhood and young life that might have been left out. There's some trauma there. There has got to be. I also do am very interested, did they get a baster and no, okay. I, I have no idea. You're the one who did the research. <laughs> I only know. Me. this. I only found it in one place. So I, maybe, I don't know. And I don't, how would they know that in 1933? How would they look at some blood on these two mutilated corpses and be like, well, that's the menstruation blood, obviously. But, you know, clearly she's, you know, menopause age now, which is why it's she's going com- into these yep. depressive <laughs> rages. Hysteria. So it is not hers. It Ooh. has to be the daughter's. How do they know it was the daughters? Maybe it was the sisters. That's true. There's a lot of women that are of menstruation age. Although, uh, okay, I don't want to explore that anymore. No, I'm Uh, I'm pretty sure our our male listeners are already, like, at their their limit. Please move on. Please move on. Okay. Um, So experts later estimated that this attack lasted about two hours. So it was long-winded. At... at some point, I feel like it stops being an attack and turns it's just an into activity. more of a. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did move the furniture around so they had more room for all the activities. Yes, more room for activities. I mean, I feel like attack is something that like happens and maybe lasts for a short amount of time, but like the sisters have clearly won. Yes. It's no longer self defense. The mother and daughter, they are they're done for. They yes. are dead. It's and they're just doing the overkill yes. mutilation and just oh my god. So there's a picture. Um this will be on our Instagram. That is the uh that is Leonie and Genevieve when they were photographed by the police, I guess. So it looks like the one in the foreground has been covered by a sheet or her dress or something, mm-hmm. or her head got cut off. Um, I don't think that happened. I don't think so either. <laughs> but the woman in the background has not fully been covered. And... Does she have a face? Not that I can see. Okay. In fact, her head looks very much misshapen and mm. bashed in. Yes. So, um, they were... I'm just going to jump to this part. Tell by her body shape and legs that that is Leona or whatever. The mother. Yes. Leonie. Uh, her eyes were found in the folds of her scarf. 
and one of Genevieve's eyes was found under her body, and the other one was found on the stairs. That was my interesting factoid. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> um, okay, so Renee, at this point in the evening, uh, figures out, or so he comes home, sorry, I'm skipping. He comes home, finds the lights out, assumed his wife and daughter had just gone on to dinner. So he's like, I'll just go meet them at dinner. So he goes to dinner. They're not home. So he's like, let me go find them, I guess. So he goes with his son-in-law around 630 or 7. They get to the house. The whole house is dark except for a light in the sister's room. The front door was bolted shut from the inside. So he calls the police. The police break into the house for him. And that's when they discover the bodies of Leonie and Genevieve. Um, it said that they had been beaten and stabbed to the point of being unrecognizable. And then the point about the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, they assumed... How they were wilding out while yeah. gouging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I wish we named our episodes silly things. <laughs> but I don't have the patience for that. I'm glad that I had a chance to say that because I thought of it, but a little bit too late and you'd already moved on. And I didn't want to interrupt and go back. And I was like, yes, come back around. Oh, there's more eye gouging to come. Don't worry. Um, so they assumed that, like, an intruder had come and killed them, and they thought that the sisters had also been killed. Or were at least, like, hiding out, scared. Yeah. So they're like, let's go find them. So they go up to their room. Their door's locked. So they have to get a locksmith to come out there, which, good grief, what a job to be called to. Um. Let me just step over this body and, oh, don't squish the eyeball. Gross. As much as I work with eyes, I think they're disgusting. Outside of the body. They're so squishy. They actually are. I did a pachymetry today, and uh, it's when you get to touch the eyeball with the little probe thing. Uh I'm always, always fascinated by how much give they have. Don't don't touch your eyeballs, though. I I put a numbing drop in this person's eye before I did it. Um, Okay, so Locksmith comes out to the worst job of his life, and they get into the sister's room. Okay, this is when it starts to get a little weird. Starts to? Yes. Because (laughs) the whole, I'm going to massacre them, and then the uh, corresponding, or proceeding, no, not proceeding, (laughs) oh my god, I can't think of words. This week is done. I am done. What word are we thinking of? The... The following... I hate when this happens when we record, too, because I always have to think really quick. Uh, nope. It's not we're moving. We're moving on. Right. It's not corresponding. I feel like it starts with a C, but it probably doesn't. It's not proceeding, because that's the yeah. thing before. It's the thing after. It's the thing after. Um, okay, we'll think of it, and we'll just, just say it out loud when you think of it. Um, okay. So, they get into the sisters' rooms, and Leah and Christine are naked in bed together. There is a bloody hammer with hair still on it on a chair. Um, and when I say they were naked in bed together, they they weren't, like, doing anything. They just mentioned that they were naked and also in bed well, you together. Want, don't want to mess up your, your bed sheets with all that blood on your clothes. That's true. Um... And apparently they immediately confessed to the murders. They were just like... Yeah, that was us. Yeah. Our bad. (laughs) Whoops. Um, So they get arrested, obviously. And when they are taken to prison, they are separated. Christine does not like that. So she... And remember, Christine is like the domineering one. 
she becomes very agitated and she begins acting out. Um, at one point the guards were like, fine, I'll let you see your sister. Stop being weird. And so they bring them to see each other. And Christine reportedly threw herself at Leah. And this is a quote, unbuttoning her blouse, begging her, please say yes. Which caused some to believe that the sisters had an incestuous relationship. Also, there are a number of like plays and books and poems and movies about them. Um, but one movie that I just saw, like, I didn't see it. I saw that it was a thing before you came is called, I think it's called sister, my sister or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it's this plot, but it's that they were in a relationship and found out by the, the wife Mm. and that that's why they killed them is very strange. Um, okay, so in July, Christine... Well, maybe they were taking advantage of the uh, dark, empty house and were surprised. Mm, That's a possibility. That is a possibility. It also sounds, based on the description of, like, Christine's desperation, for, like, to see her sister uh-huh. and the fact that she's this real domineering, I have a feeling that it was not completely consensual, whatever relationship yeah, they may have. Yeah, that's true. Um... So, uh, let's see. Oh, July, Christine tries to gouge her own eyes out. I told you there was more eye gouging. Uh, she had to be put in a straitjacket because they don't like you to do that. And she then told the magistrate that on the day of the attack that she had had a similar episode or like a fit that had caused her to become violent. So she's now saying... Oh, no, no, no. I go into these fits sometimes where I get really violent and crazy, and that happened. The depression? Yes, the violent depression. <laughs> um, so during the trial, three doctors conducted psychological evaluations on the sisters. All three concluded that they had no pathological mental disorders. Although, uh, and that's a big although... Um, medical testimony at the trial noted that they did have a family history of mental illness. I would say that makes sense. Their mom did not seem very stable. Nope. Their father is an alcoholic. Right. I think they had an uncle that killed them, killed himself. And I'm sure someone had hysteria at some point. Um, there, the defense also argued that they had become temporarily insane. So I guess like Christine's argument that, I don't know, insanity took her. Um, on, oh, just kidding. I don't have a date in September of 1933. That's when the trial happened and the jury took just 40 minutes to find both of them guilty. Leah was thought to be under the influence of Christine. So she got a lighter sentence. She was mm-hmm. given 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for murdering someone with her bare hands. She got massacring. 10 years. Massacring. Yes. That's massacring. the word. Um, Christine was sentenced to death by guillotine. Oh, hell yeah. I I was going to guess guillotine too. I mean, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure they stopped the guillotine by then. And I figured she would have just been hanged. Mm -hmm. But I, when you were talking, you go, went into the sentences and I was like, hope they got the guillotine. No, that's not likely. (laughs) They probably just hanged. It's fine. Well, uh, her sentence was commuted later to life in prison. So she didn't actually get the guillotine. So, um, they get sentenced, they get separated for good. I'm also going to go ahead and say I'm not pro-guillotine. You got real excited when I said it, so... After all, this this is France. (laughs) 
Katie is pro-guillotine. Yep. On the record. Yep. I'm pro-guillotine death penalty. Absolutely. All the way. Great. Uh, I hope my sarcasm is palatable. (laughs) Um, Okay. So they get separated theoretically for good. So Christine starts freaking out. Um, She gets more episodes of depression and, quote, madness. Um, And then she refuses to eat. And she gets transferred to a mental facility, thinking that that would help. But on May 18th of 1937, she died of um, cachexia? Mm -hmm. Whatever. It means wasting away. She starved herself to death. Gotcha. Um, So Leah only served eight years of her ten-year sentence. Turns out she... I mean, if she was eligible for parole, I bet she'd get it. Sounds like she's a good girl and follow Well, yeah. She was pretty, like... They they said, like, yeah, she was mild-mannered. She just went back to being mild-mannered and quiet in prison, mm-hmm. and they let her go. And it sounds like she wasn't desperate to see her sister. Yeah, she was like, mm, no, it's fine. You can you can keep her over there. That's, That's fine. fine. <laughs> I'll stay nope. here. Um, so she gets out of prison. She moves uh, to a small town with her mother. She got a new name. It says she assumed a false identity. I assume that means she just got a different name. And worked as a hotel maid. Um... Where she found bodies under the bed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I could tie it all in. Call back. <laughs> um, this was a weird part. They said some accounts say that she died in 1982, but film, French film producer Claude Ventura claims that he discovered Leah living in a hospice center in France in 2000. The woman he claimed was Leah had had a stroke very conveniently and was unable to speak. So who knows? She was born in 1911? Yes. Possible. Yeah. Uh, That woman died in 2001. So her Wikipedia page says she either died in 1982 or 2001, depending on who you believe. Or maybe she's still with us. Or maybe she's still alive. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the, I mean, the whole thing was interesting, but the psychological community after all this happened has kind of come to the communal conclusion that they both suffered from something called shared paranoid disorder, um, which basically is when people, small groups of people or like two people together are in some sort of isolation and they... Oh God, we're all going to suffer this. Uh, Well, listen for the symptoms. Oh goodness. Which I do want to say that our bonding over podcast, I feel like started when you recommended something was wrong. And then you told me, just a fair warning, it's about a psychopath or like a sociopath. And sometimes when people list off like characteristics, I start to wonder if I have them. Right? Yes, I mean, it's like hypochondriac of or hypochondria of of the mental disorders. Yes, absolutely. So get ready. I'm about to list off a bunch of things that people in isolation. And also for the record, no matter how many times I look up the difference between sociopath and psychopath, I still don't fully understand the difference. And isn't a sociopath someone who can act normal? Like you would have no idea. I think that and sociopaths, they do have, like, feel emotions, mm-hmm. but they're warped and wrong. Um, I versus just... a psychopath can mimic emotions, mm. but they don't feel anything. They act without emotion or remorse. So, Joe from 
you, you is a sociopath. sociopath. Yeah. Because he has real feelings. Yeah, he okay. does. He like he feels this intense, deep emotion of love and yeah. attachment for these people, and then they disappoint him and you know, right. it's like you made me do this. So he's, you know, yes. sociopathic, stalkery, but and like, manipulative. Hannibal Lecter is like a psychopath. Humans are tasty. Or what Albert Fish is probably a psychopath. Probably. Who knows? I gotta stop saying that. Again, not a psychologist. <laughs> Again, I don't actually know. I could have been completely wrong on my uh, guess just then about the difference. If you are a psychologist, let us know. Also, if you have thought of the word that we were trying to think of, it's I'm still... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I should have made a note. Okay, so... I'm sh- still thinking about it, too. <laughs> Shared par- paranoid disorder. Um, so you're isolated. You develop paranoia. Sometimes you can hear voices or develop a sense of persecution. Usually there is a more dominant partner, so Christine over Leah. Um, let's see. Oh, during the trial, I think I said this, doctors had pointed out that Leah's personality had, quote, disappeared into Christine's. So Christine kind of took over mm-hmm. and had the personality for both of them. Um, in shared paranoid disorder, the dominant part of the pair can have the ability to incite violence in perceived self-defense against imagined threats. Which I thought was interesting because everything I read said that the the Leone actually did physically attack Christine. Mm-hmm. But also, are we just going by off of what Christine and Leah said? So what if she didn't and it was just a perceived threat? Might be it. Yeah, an imagination thing. Yeah. Um, Also in this, there can be inappropriate expressions of sexuality. Although for the record, both girls denied any kind of sexual relationship in court. Um, And then psychology... Yeah, they'd probably go to jail for even longer for that. (laughs) That's true. Uh, (laughs) um, I think most psychologists agree that Christine probably had paranoid schizophrenia. Um, which can be hard to diagnose even today, and a lot of times affected persons may appear normal in day-to-day life. So they said if she had it, she it might not manifest So outwardly. she may have been 100% accurate with describing her fits. Yes, that's true. And I think it's interesting that, like, it could have been, like, a like, a perceived threat or, like, an imagined threat mm-hmm. that they were reacting to. But this whole case, what I found so interesting about it is that even, I think, in the time that it was happening, it sparked a lot of debate and conversation about the class struggles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of saw the girls as, like, not heroes, but, like... Victims. Yeah, or, like, yeah, I could see you wanting to... I mean, like, you know, I can see people talking to me and, like, haven't you had a boss that you've wanted to gouge their eyes out? They were so bad. It's... No comment. (laughs) Um, They... uh, The only other comment on their working conditions, it says that they worked 14-hour days, six and a half days a week. So they got half a day off. Probably enough time to go to church on Sunday. Yes. Um... And then I have the point about it inspiring the movie Parasite, which I do want to see now. But we really need to have like a movie night slash movie marathon weekend. We do. We need to find a weekend where nothing's happening. Let's build a fort. Hello <gasps> fort. Yes. Watch movies all day. We can do it. We'll lock the husbands and the dogs out and I have M and M's and popcorn and 
wine. Okay, yeah. No, we can make it happen. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's all I have. As they both died. Um, I just thought it was interesting that it brought up all the... So, yeah. Was that me? (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Sorry. I thought I had my phone. I know. So, I agree a little bit with Jerick about, yeah, it's kind of... Mm-hmm. In not fully within our theme of, you know, spooky or lore or right. urban legends or creepiness um, or hauntings. Right. But I am thinking of this as a haunting of the mind, yes. it sounds like. Yes. Because, um, I mean, if she was having fits and, like, kind of aware of it, but maybe not fully. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know anything about paranoid schizophrenia or yeah. psychology, but... But I know that that it can be a big, big problem. Yes. For those who suffer from it. Well, and also how much of it was her mental illness that with her snapping versus... Apparently doctors said she didn't have. Yeah, which was also so interesting is that three doctors said that they were sane and competent. And, but like now everyone's looking at her and they're like... No, she probably definitely had some trauma. She definitely had some PTSD or whatever. Mm-hmm. She probably definitely had a mental disorder. But how much of that played into it versus I'm being worked to death by this bitch that, like, doesn't appreciate me and is horrible to me and my sister and, like, sometimes hits us. And I just am having a day where I didn't do anything wrong and she's being awful and I just want to gouge her eyes out. <laughs> Right, and I I feel like uh, I'm thinking about so many things. I'm thinking about every bad day I've had at work. Well, also okay, like call back to poltergeist. Mm -hmm. You know, typically attached to Mm. adolescent girls. I'm not blaming this on a poltergeist. I'm saying that you know the poltergeist would often be triggered by like traumatic or like stress induced. Mm And if you're working yourself to the, like, a physically demanding job, 14 Mm -hmm. hours a day, six and a half days a week, you have no time to yourself, no time to be a person or a human being. Right. Um, that is extremely stressful. And I mean, again, I don't know anything about paranoid schizophrenia (laughs) or people's, like, fits and, you know, mental breaks and everything, but I feel like conditions like that... You know, just the work schedule alone, mm-hmm. but then you add in the, like, demanding and verbally and some apparently sometimes yep. potentially physically abusive, yep. you know, person, like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the the people that they worked for didn't speak to them. Yeah. And so they only had each other and... <sighs> That's Christine, the isolation. Christine, yeah, she had her sister, but so much of... Yeah, she was so domineering. Right. And, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, so much of her own personality had disappeared, had been taken over by right. Christine. Like, Christine had only Christine, basically. Yes. Yeah, she had... Leah was whatever she wanted her to be, basically. Leah was a, a mix between talking to herself in the mirror and talking <laughs> to an imaginary friend. Yes. Yep. Ugh, gosh. I, I When I was reading this... When I read about the murders and, like, everything they did, I was like, okay, no, this is horrible. This is awful. Like, they're definitely to blame. Like, psycho, you know, like, mental disorder or whatever. And then I got to the end of this, and, like, right now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there are days that I want to just 
hit someone who's being stupid and like I mean I'm not going to but like I mean imagine the days that you want to like at least tell someone off really bad well imagine those days and then what do you do you go home from work you relax yep. maybe you vent to your husband and you just kind of get off your dog chest, you drink some wine yeah. you relax you you do a hobby you have mm-hmm. you have a life right. and you're able to just kind of like deal and let it go yeah and then you go back and do the same thing and hopefully it's not a day where you want to gouge somebody's <laughs> eyes out um but Sometimes. these girls didn't have that. Yeah. They had the they had 14 a hours day. a day, yeah. every day of the week, that they were being abused and berated yes. and treated horribly, apparently. Um, yeah. And they never had that downtime. It was like, I have enough time to go to sleep. Maybe, yep. you know, 30 minutes to relax before yeah. going to bed and then yep. back to work. Ugh. So Sounds terrible. Well, anyways, that's the Pappen sisters. I'm sorry it wasn't a ghost, although it could have been a poltergeist. And I'm sorry... I like my uh, grasping at straws connection, the haunting of the mind. Yeah. Um, Can you remind us, what was the sentence that you were saying where we couldn't guess the word? Because I want it to be fresh on everyone's mind. It was something about, um, you know, she said something about, I'm going to massacre them... Then gouge the eyes, and then it was the... Is it subsequent? Subsequent. Okay, great. (laughs) Oh, they... All right, well, I was going to make that our, like, teaser. Like, guess, figure out the word and send it to us, but I guessed it. Um... So that's all we have. What do you win? Another <laughs> glass of wine. Another glass of wine. Uh, Katie's cooking up another t- tell we tail yep. soon. Um, so if you like the first one, you got another one coming. Yes. And it will be different because it will be not crimey and more spooky. Yes. We're going to get better. Also, let us know if you hate when we do true crime stories because... There's so many true crime podcasts out there. so many fantastic podcasts out there that... That's why I was trying not to step on any toes, but Mm -hmm. also I read about this and I was like, I need to talk about them. I also almost did this episode on a different topic that is in our shared document topic ideas, Mm -hmm. um, which I may still do in the future, which is also not a haunting. It's also kind of a crime. Whatever. Um, Okay. So send us some of your, tell us what your favorite episodes are so far. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. And tell us about an employer you wanted to gouge the eyes out of. Yep. Of whom you wanted to gouge the eyes from. It's, and it's 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. We don't have yep. to do the grammar. Who knows? Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Like and subscribe. Please, if, please, please. Please leave a review. Even just... A just stars? Leave, just, just, I mean, leave us five stars, but like... If you write a review, that's even better. And you don't have to write a lot. Just say nice things about us. Uh, (laughs) But nice things only. Nice things only. Yeah, don't be like that one person who gave us one star. Lie through your teeth if you have to. Yeah, just say you like our grammar. (laughs) Our dogs. Um, (laughs) You like our dogs. Um, Okay, so we'll see everyone next week. Happy Thursday.